amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This program is brought to you by Worldwide Business Intelligence. To fast track your prosperity, your freedom, and your purpose, go to www.pfp.expert, where we have three exceptional videos that are going to help change the way you think about business forever and the way you see success. How do you find your passion? Out of all of the courses that I run all over the world, there's some questions that always pop up. And there, I don't know what I'm really passionate about and I don't know what my purpose is. Well, guess what? Sometimes it's not easy to find that passion and find that purpose. But there are methods to go... There are methods in order to go about finding that passion and that purpose. And we're going to deal with some of those in terms of the passion today. So the easiest thing is to start actually writing down a list of what you're good at. Have a look around what's been involved in your life in the last year or two years. If you keep a diary, maybe even go back through that diary, go back through that journal and have a look at the things that really spun your dial, really got you excited in the last few years. What were some of those things? Maybe it was just a random event, maybe like a children's birthday party or something like that, or maybe going to a sporting event that really, really you got excited about. Maybe it was something ongoing that you get excited about, like riding your horse, or the fact that you really gave great service or really able to close difficult sales. Look at that. Look at what really excites you. What I would suggest you do is... In fact, put on one of our tracks and the track that you could download off this MP3 and put on um, is probably a track like the uh, F-sharp track, the F-sharp seashore track, which is really going to ground you into the whole earth thing. And set the intention before you actually do that of finding your passion and writing down what you're passionate about. I'd suggest you get a bit of paper, you put the track on, you have it in your headphones or on your car or whatever, wherever it is you are. Please don't try and write and drive, though. And start writing down the different things that you're passionate about. If you don't want to use the word passion, things that you really like. Things that you like. Let me give you a quick list of some of the things that just come readily to mind that I really like and I'm really passionate about. Firstly, the thing I'm really passionate about is music. That one's obvious to many of you. Um, I really uh, like playing the guitar, but I also like recording. I love songwriting. Um, I enjoy playing the piano. Uh, not that I do it a great deal and not that I'm very good at it, but I do enjoy that. There's, there's a lot of things around music that I like. I love watching a good movie. Um, I like to watch really good movies. I get lost in the plot a bit. I also really enjoy books. I actually enjoy lying on the couch a bit. I really enjoy helping people. Um, I love doing the type of work that you're listening to right now. I love giving insights and reflections uh, from everything that I've learned from all the wonderful people that I've come in contact with and sharing that with people all around the world. I love coaching and I love training. I love speaking. 
I really love that sort of stuff. I really actually like cooking for people too. You know, I love having dinner parties and having close sets of friends around and enjoying good wine and having dinner parties. I also love going to great restaurants with with friends. I certainly love travel. There's no doubt about that. I I actually like pretty much everything about it. Um, I love warm climates. I really do love warm climates. I like sport. I like a lot of different sports. I like football and I like cricket and I like netball and I even like golf and tennis a little bit as well. So there's a lot of things there that I like. I like nice pristine surroundings. I don't like clutter in my surroundings. I really get depressed if I have clutter. So I really like pristine surroundings. So in just a minute there, you've got a lot of insights into the types of things that I like. And what you would need to do in two minutes um, is jot down all of the sorts of things that you like as well. And then what I'd suggest is that you give them a rating. Now, because you'll have a lot of things on your piece of paper, don't rate them in order of, say, a, a 10 to 1. Rate them on a 1 to 100 scale. So in other words, for me, um, the whole music concept for me would be at l- around about a 90, 95 on my scale of things that I love. Playing the guitar is definitely on a 95 um, around there. Cooking for my friends is probably around a 75 or an 80. So if you write those down and actually rate things out of 100, you'll find this exercise a lot easier because you won't end up with lots of 10s out of 10s or 9s out of 10s. Then what I want you to do is I want you to get the ones that you are the most passionate about, the the top four or five on your list, and really start to write down underneath that what actually makes you feel the passion, feel the love for those particular things. So really get into some detail here. And in the detail, look for the one trigger point, the one switch point that is absolutely spinning your dial about that sort of thing. Why do I love music? If I really think about it, I really love how it changes people's emotions and how it really can affect people and stay with people their whole lives. More than anything else I know, or more than even looking at a photo. If you look at your wedding photo, for instance, you get a certain sense of nostalgia. But if you hear your wedding song, the nostalgia goes to a a so much different, deeper place. So that's what I love. If I think about playing the guitar, what is it I really love about playing the guitar? The fact is I love the creativity of it. I love the improvisation of it. I love the, the enjoyment it gives other people and I simply love the vibration of it and the sound of it. So this is the level of detail that I want you to get into for your exercise on finding your passion. So once you've done that, there'll be two or three trigger points in there for which you will actually go, okay, these are the things that I'm really, really passionate about. Now, on those trigger points, let's consider, can you move and manipulate those into anything else that you're doing at the moment? Maybe it's into your day-to-day job. Maybe it's into other things that you want to do. Maybe it's into your family life, into your relationships with your friends, etc., For me, I also love writing books, and one of the things I do uh, quite regularly is is give books away to um, certainly my friends, family, people that are close to me, uh, because I just like the fact that they've got a little part of me, and maybe there's something in that book that will really help inspire them or trigger them to be uh, even bigger, brighter, and better than what they are. So look for those trigger points in what it is that you're passionate about yourself. 
Now, by coupling those, your exercise for this week is to couple those trigger points that you found in, in that work that you're doing here and couple it with what last week's exercise, which is on your competences. So the things that you're most competent about, the things that you're most passionate about, put those together and look for the real things that stand out there. Because those real things that stand out, that's your unique ability. They're the things that make you so much better um, than anybody else. It's not just the fact that you're competent at it, but competence that aligns itself with passion is something that will over, start to overcome any obstacle whatsoever. And that coupled with your wealth profile, which you've learned about, and the way in which you interact, your personality type, your interaction style, with the world is really going to drive things forward for you. This program is brought to you by Worldwide Business Intelligence. To fast track your prosperity, your freedom, and your purpose, go to www.pfp.expert, where we have three exceptional videos that are going to help change the way you think about business forever and the way you see success. Firstly, what is a mentor? Well, a mentor is somebody who has done what it is that you want to do, somebody who can give you the advice, give you the direction of how to actually shortcut things, how to not make the mistakes that they made previously. You can find mentors in books, you can find them in DVDs, you can find live mentors. Anybody can be a mentor for you. It may actually be somebody who's even failed all of their life, but they could be a fantastic mentor for you in something that, that you're doing. It may be somebody that you trust and respect greatly. It may be somebody that you don't even know who could be a mentor. Many of us have mentors that we haven't even met. Some of our mentors are probably not even alive anymore. There might be people like Isaac Newton, for instance, or um, even Charles Darwin or Einstein or some of those people that did great things for the world but aren't alive. So how do you test and how do you develop mentors? The very first thing is to look at whatever it is that is your unique abilities. Now, in the exercises that you've done previously on unique abilities, you will have established now three or four key things which may well be your unique abilities and probably are. The thing is that if you actually spend time working on anything else, then you're not giving yourself the uh, ability to actually fast track your wealth. For example, we started talking about the four places in unique ability, the restrictive zone, the proficient zone where you don't want to act in either of those zones, developmental, which is fine, and then unique ability. Unless you're spending all of your time in the developmental and unique ability, you are working on your weaknesses and you'll only end up with stronger weaknesses, which isn't a lot of value to you. Start working on the strengths. And if you're working on the 10% that matters, and if you're spending 90% of your time there and that is in your unique ability and that 10% that matters, then you'll really start to create some amazing value there and really start to be able to leverage that value. But who should you get to mentor? Well, a coach or a mentor doesn't necessarily have to be the best in their field. Let's face it, a lot of sporting teams around the world have been incredibly successful but do not ha actually have coaches that have ever even played at an international level. Those coaches are delivering a different sort of value there. The other thing is that, generally speaking, people have or teams have a team of coaches. So it might be one person who is the overall head coach or head mentor and there will be other people who actually um, specify in a particular area. And that's the way you should look at mentorship as well. So for instance, let's assume that you have a particular unique ability 
And that particular unique ability is that you are just absolutely fantastic at customer service and at relating to people and understanding their wants and needs. So from that unique ability, you start to think, okay, what's the next question that I need to ask? And the next question you need to ask will be a who question, who should be my mentor or mentors. So I'm not talking about the type of mentor that is even, you know, could be in your town or wherever or even in the next suburb. The question you need to ask yourself is who in the world should I look to to be my mentor? Who in the world should I look to to be my mentor? Because if you went to one of the best people in customer service in the world, and uh, I'm going to let you know that we have one that we work very closely with from time to time. His name is Ron Kaufman, and he's a leading customer service person that I know of in the world. His uh, business, if you want to check it out, is upyourservice.com, upyourservice.com. So therefore, if you were looking for a mentor in the customer service area, Ron Kaufman would obviously be the perfect person for you to talk to. So why would you bother starting any lower than one of the best people in the world? When you're looking for any sort of mentor or coach, start absolutely at the top and work your way down. You might be surprised how little they charge you or even if they charge you at all. Some of these people you may be actually able to work with and you may be able to work with them in the capacity of, hey, look, I'd love to work with you. I'd love to learn from you. Let me work with you for free for some time. I'll help and assist you, do what you need. And from that point of view, I'll be learning as well. This is the exact way that Warren Buffett himself learned every trick of the trade that he learned. He worked with his mentor for a number of years. The very first part of it, he worked absolutely for free. And then obviously, because he proved his worth, he was paid until such time as he actually brought a deal to his mentor and said, hey, listen, this is a deal I'd like to do. Would you help me? And the guy said, yep, sure, I'll help you do that. And then from that point forward, Buffett was on his own. And uh, that particular company actually bought and sold a couple of times during his career and has made a lot of money out of it. So the lesson here is to really not think around who's in your suburb or who else. It's to think the big who question. Who in the world should I be talking to who could potentially mentor me? And then the next best question is, how do I find those people? Who do I know who could possibly lead me to those people? We'll be covering a bit more of this in the networking section that's coming up a little bit later on. Suffice to say that what you're really looking to do here is to test and develop mentors. So whatever mentor you choose, certainly give them some small test to make sure that they're worthy of mentoring you. You have to know absolutely what it is that they can deliver that is of value to you and that it's aligned with your own goals and the way that you want things to work as well. If you're not aligned with your mentor, then the advice that you're going to get is going to feel a little off track and a little out of balance for you. If that's the case, then what will actually happen is that you will start going off onto a tangent or maybe not achieving your goals as you would like. So by setting your mentors little tests, by actually interviewing them, asking them questions, and of course, the more important that they are and the the harder they've been to get to, obviously, you don't want to say, listen, you're applying for a job, but the fact of the matter is that even the best people in the world may not be the right people for you to speak to if they're not aligned with your vision, with your goals, and with what you stand for as well. So a few simple questions and make sure they're aligned before you start working with them and keeping on track with them is, is, is vital. Now, do you take all the mentor's advice? Well, the answer is not necessarily. However, it's handy to know that. They are, in fact, one of your board of advisors. So if you have your mentor and you're getting advice off them, if it seems like the best advice, if it feels right, then do it. If it doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. 
Just because somebody has a track record and may have made millions and millions of dollars in a particular field doesn't mean that by you following exactly the same advice that you will as well. If it doesn't feel right, that's the key. Many of us have read books and we've uh, looked at mentors that you know are fantastic in fields and we've tried to do exactly what they've done and we've failed miserably. Well, chances are if we look back at those situations, there'll be situations where we didn't absolutely feel right at the time. So it's very important to feel right with your mentor. So here's what you need to do this week. List a number of mentors that you can think of that are in the field that you would like to be mentored by. Whatever field that is, make that list. Start at the top and start asking questions of how you can get to this person. Who might know them? Can you approach them directly? Is there an agency in which you can approach them by? Some of them might be overseas. How are you going to communicate with them? Can you find them on Skype? There are many, many different ways of finding people. Recently, I was looking to find um, the head of a leading company in the USA. And so obviously what I did is I went to Google and I Googled uh, chairman of this company, CEO of this company. And believe it or not, it wasn't that easy to find. But I dug down a few pages and I did find, because this guy is obviously um, an accumulator or something and he's not in the public eye and I found out his name. So then I just started trying all the various combinations of the email address. What I did was I rung the company and I said, um, you know, your email address, how does it end? Is it like a you know, MikeHancock.com or something like that. And I, of course, found that out. And then I started all the um, different ways that I could of actually emailing this person. So I tried John Smith at Mike Hancock, Jay Smith at Mike Hancock, John underscore Smith at Mike Hancock. And guess what? One of them actually did work, and this particular individual did reply to me. So chances are, when you find out um, Richard Branson's email address, it's chances are it's richard.branson at virgin.com or richard at virgin.com or something like that. So whoever you're looking for to be your mentor, use some resourcefulness, contact them directly. They're not necessarily looking for payment. Some of them will be, but some of them might be looking for you to pay it forward. Some might be prepared to donate their time to you because other people donated time to them when they started and they're going to pay it forward to you and they'll be looking for you to pay it forward as well. So tell them what you're doing on a social responsibility basis that might help secure the deal. That's your task for this week. List down five or six mentors and start working on the approaches to those mentors. Give them a call, send them emails and work down your list to, to find out who is the one who can step up and be your mentor. That's our last session on the unique ability area. In our next session, which is... What if you could have a career 
where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.